Hello and welcome to another edition. The we're going to call this one the rivalry rivalry week edition of the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro once again with you, joined by my colleague Chris Van Dyne. We have a great slate of games picked out for you for this week. Before we get into this week's matchups, though, wanna wanna um, let everyone know a very exciting weekend here at North Coast Sports. It's our Thanksgiving weekend. We've had our Thanksgiving executive service priced at just one hundred and twenty-five dollars since nineteen ninety-six. We have not changed the price of that in over fifteen years. So, uh, really, really, really want you to take advantage of that special and. Uh, you know, we, we don't raise the price at all. And when we were looking at the card, we were like, you know what? Over the weekend, this is a great looking card. We had a few games that we really liked a lot. So we talked amongst ourselves and we decided, you know what? Let's go ahead. We know we are, we're already charging 125. We can't go any higher than that. But let's go ahead and, and get another five star this week because there's enough games that we really liked where we're going to put out a five-star release not only are we going to have that five-star release for uh for college this weekend we also have our college totals game of the year and i want to remind everybody what exactly uh that means first off our college totals uh the top college totals play is just on an incredible run dating all the way back from last year uh when you look at that top totals selection uh, going back to to last year, it is an incredible. Uh, where is my records here? Eighteen and three. Jeez, oh man, I I have so many records I lost track. Eighteen and three, eighty five percent the last two years. Again, out of the last twenty one uh, weeks that we've given away or we've had a totals release, we've only lost three of them. We've won eighteen, so eighteen and three on that top college total. Uh, the last six weeks overall for all of our totals plays, they've been 17 and 5, 77% run. So I uh, just want to remind everybody, uh, you'll, you'll get both our college totals game of the year, our five-star college game that's going, all of our star-rated plays as well uh, for that 125. That just, that's just talking college. When we go in our NFL, you also get all of our NFL star-rated plays. Our NFL top play this year, we had our first loss last week just because uh, of a missed field goal at the end. So very unfortunate loss there. Uh, dropping our, our NFL top play to an outstand, outstanding 10-1. It was our first loss of the season. 91% this year. So, uh, again, it, it, the special is, uh, is one of the best specials that we offer all year long. Just $125, you get executive service. You get every single play that we release this entire weekend. Every side, every total, every NFL play all of our marquees, just a ton of action for only $125. So we really want to remind everybody and let it have everybody uh, take advantage of that special. And you can take advantage of that one of two ways. You can go online to our website at ncsports.com, or you can give us a call toll-free in the office at 1-800-654-3448. Again, 1-800-654-3448. Four, eight. All right, that's going to do it with uh, as far as our weekend specials go. Let's get into this week's slate of games that we've picked out. We've uh, we've got a good slate that we feel uh, picked out for you guys today. We're going to uh, take a look at the Iron Bowl. We're going to go to uh, look at the game. We're going to take a look at the Apple Cup. We're going to look at the Oklahoma-West Virginia matchup. 
uh, in the group of five games. We've got a, a good matchup, an intriguing matchup, a uh, very important matchup out in the Mountain West uh, Conference, Utah State at Boise State. And then, hey, we gave away a free two-star winner out of our power sweep last week on Nebraska. We got another two-star giveaway that we're going to be uh, giving you this week in the ACC Rivalry game, NC State at North Carolina. So those are the games we're looking at for this week. And without further ado, let's get into this weekend's slate of games. Let's start with the Iron Bowl, like we always do, the SEC. Uh, Auburn at Alabama. Auburn, disappointing season, 7-4, and 3-4 and four in SEC play. Alabama, of course, is undefeated, the number one team in the nation, 11-0, perfect 7-0, obviously, in SEC play. Uh, against the spread, Auburn, just 4-7, and seven, while Bama, Despite laying double digits every single game, still 7-4 and four against the Vegas number. So Bama, very profitable this season for those Crimson Tide backers. The line for this game opened up. It's Bama minus 24.5, and that's exactly where it is today. Still minus 24.5. So no money going on either direction, uh, favoring either direction, I should say, uh, thus far. And, uh, you know, when I look at this game, Chris, of course, Chris Van Dyne is our SEC expert, our SEC conference coordinator here at North Coast Sports, covers the SEC inside and out, knows it up and down. Um, but, you know, when I looked at it, I looked at, you know, this game, Auburn, they're not going to be able to run the ball against Alabama. Alabama's run D is too just too strong and while that is a strength of Auburn they have been held under under 100 rushing yards four times this year and uh, what that means is they're going to have to rely on Jarrett Stidham their quarterback I like Stidham I think he's a solid quarterback I think he is talented Um, I just think you know every all all the games that they've had to rely on him uh, where he's had to throw 28 or more passes. All four of Auburn's SEC losses have come in those type of games where he's had to be, he's been forced to throw the ball 28 or more times. I feel that Auburn's uh, run game is not going to be able to get enough going where they're going to have to rely on Stidham to throw the ball, put the ball in the air, uh, you know, 30 plus times, which again doesn't fare well. All of Auburn's losses have come when he's had to throw the ball 28 or more times uh, against a similar pass D in LSU. Because uh, Bama obviously not only has a good run D, also a good pass D. Stidham completed less than 60%, had a 1-2 to two ratio. So, again, advantage Bama. Uh, Bama playing with revenge. I think they get the revenge from last year's loss very easily. I think they get their largest win in the series since 2012 when they shut out Auburn uh, by 40 Uh, by over 40 points. I'm not going to say it's going to be a 40-point game, but I do give Bama the edge. I'm going to go Bama as high as four touchdowns in this one. I think they can uh, easily route uh, an an underachieving Auburn Tigers team this season. Well, Bama has won four of the last five at home in this series, and those wins have actually come by 28.5 points per game. So that's just enough to cover this, uh, this line so far. Takavailoa's knee issues seemed like the, they were uh, less of a problem last week. I didn't think that he'd really be passing the ball much, but they kind of needed him because it was a weird close game because of the ball control of the, the Citadel, and he ended up throwing for 340 yards and three touchdowns. <clears throat> uh, crazy to think that Alabama's only had three 100-yard rushing performances by their running backs this year, Najee and Damian Harris. 
still solid run game, though. 5.4 yards per carry, down from 5.7 last year. So it's still an excellent Bama run game. But they've been throwing the ball more than they have in the past. So that's why the statistical difference. Damian Harris is expected to play this week. He had a concussion last week, but they said he's going to play. Looking at Auburn, uh, they're off a big win over Liberty, 53 to nothing. You know, it looks good, and they got their confidence up. But don't forget how they did the previous two weeks, getting outgained by Texas A&M by 143 yards and outgained by Georgia by 242 yards. Well, they did beat A&M, lost to Georgia by 17, and they allowed 303 rush yards, 6.6 yards per carry versus Georgia. Spells disaster if you if you do that against Alabama. Defensive end Nick Coe for Auburn leads the team in sacks with seven. He's got another six and a half tackles for loss. He's a question mark this week. He's been a big difference maker if they don't have him. That's just another mark against Auburn's ability to stop the tide. Against the SEC West, Auburn is plus 4.5 points per game, but minus 55 yards per game. Bama, plus 33.5 points per game, plus 239 yards per game. We've seen what they've done all year. Bama's just dominated everybody. But the big question about this game is, can Bama cover this big line? Well, against Auburn, Bama's 4-0 against the spread when favored by two two TDs or more under Nick Saban, including the game that uh, Antonio mentioned, 49-0. They were minus 34 in, actually, it was 2011 is the one I have. Uh, 49-0 in that one in 11. Minus 34 that year. So, 24.5. It's a lot of points, but it doesn't scare me away with this Tide team. Yeah, they've proven they can cover that kind of line all season long. So even despite this being a rivalry game, why would this be any different? Let's go from one huge rivalry game to another. Uh, We were talking about the Iron Bowl. Now we're going to talk about the game. Michigan at Ohio State, huge stakes on the line for both teams. Uh, Michigan... And Ohio State both 10 and 1. Michigan is 8 0 in Big Ten play. Ohio State 7 and 1 in the conference. Uh, Michigan 6 and 5 against the spread. Ohio State just 4 and 7 against the spread. Line opened up late Sunday night. Michigan a three point favorite. Uh, guess what? Early money could be smart money has pushed that number up to either four and a half or five uh, in favor of the Wolverines. Again, like I mentioned, huge implications at stake, not just for the Big Ten title game, because the winner of this game will get to the Big Ten title game next week, but also playoff implications on the line. It's basically a playoff elimination game this week uh, for both of these teams. And, uh, you know, when you look at uh, this team, you look at this game, and a lot of people I've been I've been reading and, and listening and everything, they're all talking about, oh, this is the first time that Ohio State's been a home dog under Urban Meyer, never been a home dog under Urban Meyer. I just want to remind everyone, in the last three years, under Urban Meyer, Ohio State, uh, mind you, you know, they, he's lost by 31 points twice, he's lost by 15 and he's lost by 29 points. Again, in the last three years, Ohio State, with Urban Meyer as a coach, has lost by 31 twice, 15, and 29. So they're not all at home, obviously, but they've been proven. It's been proven that Urban Meyer's teams can get defeated by well more than two touchdowns um, at home uh, with Urban Meyer. Again, not a home dog, mind you. However, they've lost at home. By one of those uh, games that I talked about, 15 points. They've also lost a home game by 14 points under Urban Meyer. So I'm not afraid to go 
against Ohio State at home or with Michigan on the road here. Uh, Michigan, they've been in their revenge tour. They've been talking about it all year this year. Uh, They not only have won all three of their revenge games against Michigan State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, but they've covered all three as well. So they're not only doing it on the scoreboard, they're doing it against the Vegas number as well. Ohio State, they won't be able to run the ball. I know they've had some success the last couple weeks or last two out of the last three weeks or so. Uh, Those have been against bad run defenses. Michigan's run defense is one of the best in the nation. Look at what Ohio State was not able to do against Michigan State. It's going to be just like that here this week. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is not the dual threat uh, quarterback that uh, could give Michigan fits on the ground. I think Michigan's defense will control this game. I see a lower scoring game, but I do think Michigan wins this game. They go four for four on the revenge tour. I'm going to call Michigan to not only win, but cover that line. I'll go Michigan by a touchdown, uh, beating Ohio State. It'll be their first win in, uh, in, in Columbus since 2000. Well, the Buckeyes just haven't been impressive to me lately, Antonio. And the the one-point win at Maryland, they allowed 535 yards, 339 rush, five-point win versus Nebraska, a 16-point win versus Minnesota where you just never felt like they dominated. So I just don't know where that domination that we all expected from Ohio State this year just hasn't been there. Uh, Michigan is dominating their opponents. They didn't show much last week versus Indiana, which was a big reason we used the under as our top totals play of the week. Ended up winning now when they only won 31-20. But I think that was just a case of uh, Michigan knew what they had coming up. And the, the, the revenge tour has been a big deal to them. Or they didn't need revenge against Indiana, so they didn't pour it on. They won the game like they should have. Michigan plus 195 yards per game on the season. Ohio State plus 143. Uh, the Buckeyes have been shut down on occasion by decent rundies. Michigan has better than a decent rundy, holding foes to 108 and three-point yards per uh, per carry in Big Ten play. And I'm a big fan of Shea Patterson. Uh, he keeps getting better as the season goes, 65.6%, 18-to-4 ratio. So I'm with you. I like, the, I like the Wolverines here. I think this could be a, a defensive game, but I, I like Patterson to give Michigan that edge to win this game by around a touchdown. Yeah, that'll definitely uh, catapult Michigan into the Big Ten championship game and keep their playoff hopes uh, alive because if Michigan wins, uh, beats Ohio State, wins the Big Ten title, I don't think there's any shot that they will be left out of the playoffs. Let's move along to our next rivalry game, the Apple Cup, Washington at Wazoo. This game is going to be Friday night, mind you, so just be aware this game is on a Friday uh, the previous two we talked about were on Saturday. Washington comes in eight and three overall, six and two in the Pac-12. Wa- uh, Washington State ten and one, seven and one in the Pac-12. Washington just two and nine against the spread this year, Chris. Whereas uh, Wazoo nine and two against the spread. So the total opposites there. Uh, line opened up Washington State minus three and a half. Early money is on Washington. There, it's down to Washington minus two and a half. Uh, So the winner of this game, huge implications, uh, wins the Pac-12 North, advances the next week's Pac-12 title game. And, uh, you know, with 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 you with Washington owning this series, 
Um, they've won eight of the last nine by an average of 22 points per game. I, I understand why the line is dropping and, and moving, uh, you know, in in uh, Washington State's favor because obviously the series history and the way Washington has dominated this series, especially with uh, Chris Peterson uh, at, at control. Uh, Mike, Mike Leach has not won a game against Washington since uh, Peterson has been there, and he's been blown out the last four years. Uh, so, again, I understand the line movement there. But, uh, you know, handicapping this game, Chris, it just has a different feel for me this year. Washington State, they got a large edge on offense and special teams. And, uh, you know, the defenses, they're close to even. And I got to give, you got to give Washington State a huge edge being at home. Uh, since their bye back in the middle of October, uh, Washington State hasn't played a bad game at all. I've been unimpressed with Washington each of the last two weeks, including last week versus Oregon State. I just felt like uh, they didn't look as strong as they should have. And I, I know they got this Apple Cup game on deck, but still the week before as well. Just not very impressed with Washington this season. Uh, quarterback Jake Browning, I've talked about him before on the podcast, Chris, how you know an NFL-talented quarterback. Uh, and I and I still believe that, but man, something's just going on with him. He just does not look like the same quarterback that threw for 43 touchdowns in 2016. Uh, Want to let everyone know this is Jake Browning, 43 touchdowns in 2016. Guess what? The last two years combined, he's only got 35 touchdowns. That's that's astonishing to me. At 43 in 2016, and now he's got 35 the last two years combined. Um, Washington, uh, Washington's pass efficiency defense, which has been a huge strength under Chris Peterson, uh, number 18, number 7, and number 8 the last three years in our rankings. While this year it's not a bad unit, still, number 36, not up to par for Washington standards. I like I, I like Gardner Minshew, the quarterback of Washington State, to be able to take advantage of a, of a, of a less than uh, superb Washington pass efficiency defense that they usually bring in here. I like Wazoo to, to – I don't even think they're going to need the points, Chris. I think Washington State's going to win this game. I can see them winning by a field goal and and and, and getting this win, getting the, the, the monkey off of Leach's back when it comes to this series. Uh, he did win it his first year, mind you, but, uh, you know, since Peterson's been there, I'm going to give Wazoo. I think they can win by a field goal again. That'll advance them to the Pac-12 title game. They'll be still in the mix for a playoff. They're going to need some help, but this will definitely uh, be a good jump start to their way to the Pac-12 title and maybe a playoff berth. Well, the surprising thing to me, Antonio, was that when, when I realized this is the third straight year the Wazoo enters this game with a chance to win the Pac-12 North. They've always been there. They just haven't been able to get it done. Last two meetings didn't go so well, losing by 27 to 28 points. You mentioned Jake Brown and kind of taking a step back. Uh, Washington's offense only averaging six more yards per game than their opponents are allowing, 69, number 69 in the FBS. Washington State, known for their offense, Mike Leach spread attack. The defense has taken a step up the last two years, which is why you've seen the Cougars doing much better uh, and more consistent throughout the season. Uh this year, holding foes to 69 yards per game, less than uh, than their average, that's number 30 in college football. Here's another thing that's uh, impressive. Washington State leading the Pac-12 in sacks with 34. On the flip side, Gardner Minshew should have all day to throw against a Washington State D that only had 17 um, – sorry, against a Washington D that only has 17 sacks all year. Washington State's given up nine, nine sacks this season – Washington's only got 17, so you got to think 
with you mentioned the Washington pass defense isn't as uh, isn't as solid and as uh, as deep as it has been in the last couple years. Well, Washington State's going to give Minshew all day to pick them apart. You got to like Washington State's chances. Here's another thing: Washington State twenty-five and ten against the spread versus the Pac-12 in the last three years. Washington State nine and two against the spread this year. Washington two and nine against the spread this year. So everything to me points to Washington State, except for the series history. Well, I'm throwing the series history out the door today. I'm saying Washington State wins this game, and I could see them winning by around a touchdown again. Go Cougs! Yeah, I definitely agree there. All right, uh, let's move along now uh, to not a big rival as far as uh, you know the rivalry week goes, but a, a a big, big, big game in the Big Twelve: Oklahoma at West Virginia. Oklahoma, of course, comes in ten and one, seven and one in Big Twelve play. West Virginia eight and two, six and two in Big Twelve play after their upset loss to uh, in Stillwater against Oklahoma State last week. Still though, uh, Oklahoma four and seven against the spread. West Virginia seven and three against the spread line opened up uh as a pick uh surprisingly now oklahoma uh laying two and a half so oklahoma now a two and a half point favorite in this game after it was opened up as a pick so early money uh on the sooners not a surprise there again this is another game that's on a friday night uh instead of a saturday so make sure you get your bets in early for this one uh and it's a game has everything uh on, on the line as far as the big 12 each team i mean Whoever wins this game is in the Big 12 title game. So it's a huge, huge matchup. Uh, and can you say shootout? I mean, this game has a potential to be another one of those games that is uh, 100 total points scored uh, in a Big 12 matchup. I firmly believe that uh, when it comes to these two teams. So if you're looking at the total, I know the total is in the 80s right now. Uh, don't be afraid. Uh, maybe you, you could still... Uh, don't be afraid to go higher than that and, and go with the over in this game. I can't see anybody even taking the under here. Uh, you know, we've all heard about Oklahoma's struggles on defense. They've had to fire their defensive coordinator earlier this year. Uh, and then, you know, you look at West Virginia's defense. It, it, while improved, it is also highly, highly inconsistent. Uh, Oklahoma's is just bad. West Virginia, they've held six of their opponents to less than their season average in total yards, which is great. I mean, uh, they held Baylor to TC and TCU to season lows, but they've also had just horrendous efforts, uh, like versus Iowa State and Texas, just unexplainable defensive efforts. So it's a very inconsistent defense on West Virginia's end. Another reason why I like the over uh, in this game as far as a total is concerned. Again, we have our totals game of the year going this year. This is game is definitely going to be in the mix as far as that goes uh, for us. Uh, Kyler Murray, the quarterback for Oklahoma, legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. Kyler knows. If you haven't uh, looked up that, go ahead and look that up. If you remember the Bo Jackson campaign from the 80s, yeah, Kyler Murray is also a dual threat athlete for uh, or a dual athlete for Oklahoma, both a baseball player and a football player. Obviously, was a was a first round draft pick in baseball. You remember that iconic photo from the 80s with Bo Jackson with uh, shoulder pads and a baseball bat? Yeah. They reincarnated it with with Kyler Murray uh, last week, and the campaign is called Kyler Knows. It's uh, pretty good. Check that out. Um, but uh, you know, I when it comes to this game, as far as the, picking a side, I just trust Oklahoma's offense more so uh, than I do to outscore West Virginia in this game. Both teams obviously have potent offenses. Both teams have 
great quarterbacks. I think Will Greer uh, is the best quarterback in terms of an NFL talent to come out this year. I, I like him the best on my board as far as quarterbacks go. But again, when you're talking about overall offense, defense, team, They've been there. They've done that. Oklahoma's been in these types of situations. They know what to do in these types of games. I like Oklahoma, who's averaging 50 points per game versus a West Virginia team that's averaging 40 points per game. You know, Oklahoma's averaging 50 points per game, Chris, uh, overall. And in and in Big 12 play, they're actually averaging 51 points a game. Usually you see that points per game uh, and numbers kind of go down once conference play goes because most of the time, Power 5 teams obviously play lesser competition before the season begins. And then once they get into the conference play, the numbers kind of start to go down. Not the case with Oklahoma. The offense is still just as dominant, if not more dominant, as the season has progressed. I like Oklahoma to cover this, cover this line, even though it's gone up to 2.5. I'll give Oklahoma an edge all the way up to four. I think Oklahoma can win this game by just over a field goal. I know whether it's it's uh, on the road, tough place to play. Uh, but again, I like Oklahoma in this game by as much as four. If it goes over that, I'll 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 side with West Virginia. But as long as that number stays under four, or stays under five, I'm leaning with Boomer Sooner, sooner here. As far as I'm concerned, how to determine who wins this game is just by probably who has the ball last because these offenses are potent, like you mentioned. Uh, Oklahoma's put up the most yards that seven of their opponents have allowed all season. So uh, seven times Oklahoma's putting up the most yards that their opponents have allowed, I should say. Uh, last two weeks, though, defensively, I-, I-, I am concerned about Oklahoma. Oklahoma State put up 132 yards more than they average and 47 points. Then they let Kansas put up 186 yards more than the Jayhawks average and 40 points. And I don't think that defense is going to get it done giving up uh, with that kind of effort after giving up 40 points to Kansas. That being said, I expect a little bit of a better effort against West Virginia because they'll be a little more focused. West Virginia's D, like you mentioned, inconsistent. Held TCU and Baylor to season lows. Let Texas put up a season-high 520 yards. Pass D let up 338 versus Oklahoma State and 354 versus Texas. Even the special teams in this game is dead even. Our special teams rankings have Oklahoma number 44, West Virginia number 45. So, you know, but both teams, it seems like their, their strength is each other's strength. Their weakness is each other's weakness. Both teams have good kickers. Hard to call how this one plays out. Morgantown's a rowdy place. I've spent some time there. $5 Long Island iced tea is the only place I ever found them. So uh, $5 pitchers, I should say. Uh, it's always a good time in Morgantown. If they do win, you're going to have to protect your couches because there's going to be some couch burning for sure. That being said, Oklahoma's dominated this series. 6-0 since West Virginia joined the Big 12. They've covered the last four. I'm going with the Sooners here. I, I do think it's going to be right around a three-point game, maybe a little more. I'm with you. I can't put a whole lot of confidence in it, but I'm going to take the Sooners to win by around a field goal. Yeah, I agree. And and, and, and I got to tell you, I like the total more than the side in this game, just to be honest with you. And that 83-point total does not scare me at all. I'll still like the over in that one. All right, uh, moving along now uh, to our Group of Five game this week. We went out to the Mountain West Conference and we took out and we looked at a uh, just a great showdown. Another uh, another game that's win and in, just like the Big Twelve uh, matchup that we just talked about. Utah State at Boise State. Utah State ten and one, seven and zero oh in Mountain West play. Boise State nine and two, six and one in Mountain West play. 
Look at Utah State's against the spread record, Chris. 9-1-1 one, and one against the spread. Boise State also solid against that Vegas line. 7-4. and four. Uh, Line opened up. Boise Lane 3. Early money a little bit on the on Utah State. Uh, yeah, on Utah State because the line has dropped a little bit to minus 2.5. Uh, still not much, but a little bit. Uh, huge implications. The winner of this game gets to the uh, Mountain West Championship game next week. Um, you know, and the game is at Boise. It's on that blue turf. Not what it once was. You know, Boise, there was a stretch, 16-year stretch, Chris, uh, that Boise State was had 100 wins against four losses. 100 wins and four losses straight up in 16 years. Let me tell you something. The last five years alone, Boise State's lost four home games, okay? So just put that into perspective. It took them 16 years to lose four games. The last five years, however, they've lost four games in that in that in that in that stretch. So just uh, that 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 home blue turf isn't nearly as intimidating uh, as it once was. I look at Utah State, a veteran team. They have the edge on offense and on special teams in this game. Uh, Boise, they do, will have the edge on defense. However, Utah State has a huge edge on the pass efficiency defensive rankings that we have. So I really think that when it comes to the quarterback play, Brett Rippon versus Jordan Love, I think Utah State's Jordan Love is going to put up the better numbers. Uh, Utah State covered the last time they played here on the blue turf two years ago. I'll call for Utah State to pull off the outright upset this year. I'm going to go Utah State by a field goal and say that they advanced to this year's Mountain West championship game. Well, I have to say that I think that this might be one of the more underrated quarterback matchups that you're going to catch. If you want to watch good quarterback play, check this game out. Jordan Love completing 66.4%, 25-4 ratio. Brett Rippon, not bad, 68.5%, 28-7 ratio. So you can't get much better than that. So where's the difference? Well, Boise State has controlled this series. Utah State's covered two of the last three. Uh, the Aggies nearly caught looking ahead last week, but I wouldn't read into read much into that game. They were obviously looking ahead to this game and put, only put up 310 yards, but the previous three weeks they averaged 703 yards. Boise State holding opponents to 47 yards below their average. Utah State's holding their opponents to 79 yards below their average. So both defenses playing well. One of the edges, I think, in this game – Boise State's got 36 sacks on the year. A very aggressive defensive front. Uh, Utah State, though, they've only allowed eight all season. None in the last three games. Their offensive line was recently named uh, honorable mention for the Joe Moore Award. So uh, the, the strength versus strength here, offensive line versus defensive line. I like the Aggies' offensive line to protect Jordan Love and allow him to make some plays. And I give a slight coaching edge here to Matt Wells, who's one of the more underrated coaches. He got the Utah State program out of a little bit of a doldrum when he first got there. This wasn't a program known for much. Uh, they, they they had some successful seasons. They kind of took a step back the last couple years, but he, he's got them back again. And this is a guy that at one point was a hot candidate for a Power 5 job uh, after they had some – uh, down seasons that you, you haven't heard that name since, but again, it's creeping up. And I, I'm Brian Harson is a good coach, but I feel like every year there's a game or two where Boise State just gets tripped up, especially at home. The games that you don't expect them to lose, 
And it happens every year, and in my estimation, it could happen again here. So I'm calling like you. I like Utah State to pull the upset. All right, now moving along to our Power Sweep two-star selection. Again, we uh, gave away a free two-star winner last week for you uh, on Nebraska. We thought, well, we might as well go with another Power Sweep two-star this week. And we went uh, to the to the little to kind of like a almost. A tobacco road rivalry, I guess you could say, uh, similar to that. NC State at North Carolina. It is a rivalry game. They're both uh, in North Carolina, obviously an in-state rival and uh, and ACC rivals. NC State comes in at seven and three, four and three in the ACC. North Carolina just a uh, devastating and disappointing two and eight season, one and six in ACC play. Uh, NC State just six and four against the spread. North Carolina not bad despite the two and eight record. They are five and five against the spread. So uh, all is not lost with uh, the Tar Heel backers there. Uh, this line opened up North Carolina State minus six. It's it's uh, gone up though early money on NC State minus seven or even minus seven and a half. So if you like Carolina, you're getting a touchdown or more in this game. Uh, and that is intriguing. And I'll tell you why. Um, <clears throat> you know, first off, this may come as a surprise, but, you know, North Carolina actually has the offensive edge in this game in terms of ACC play. Uh, they they average 70 yards per game, more than their opponents allow in ACC play. NC State, I mean, is right there, 62 yards per game, more than what their opponents are allowing in ACC play. But still, edge North Carolina. On defense, both allowing more than what their opponents average. But the Tar Heels have the special teams advantage in this game, and the Tar Heels are at home. So again, Offensive edge, Carolina, special teams edge, Carolina, home edge, Carolina. Uh, Larry Fedora is a, just a solid, solid head coach. There is some rumblings about uh, he could be coaching for his job here, which I would find just ridiculous if he is fired. Um, but, again, if he is coaching for his job, I'll back Fedora in that role. I like the Tar Heels in this game. The dog has dominated this series, which is, as, you, as you'll as you read in this week's issue of the Power Sweep. Um, so, again, going with North Carolina plus the points here. I like the dog. I don't know if Carolina is going to win the game. I won't go that far. But if you're giving me a touchdown or even more, Oh, I'll definitely take the Tar Heels in this one. Chris, you are the ACC expert. You handle uh, everything up and down for the for, for that conference. What is your take on this one? Well, two things I, I, I've noticed, Antonio. And the first thing, look at North Carolina's record. It's 2-8. and eight. All right, you have to understand that this is a team that's better than 2-8. and eight. Uh, They had a game that was absolutely in their grasp against Virginia Tech earlier this year, and they fumbled it away when they were about to go up two touchdowns. They were at the one-yard line, and Virginia Tech ended up pulling that game out. That could have been a win, should have been a win. They also had a game against Syracuse where they missed a field goal at the end, ended up going to overtime and lost. That was on a road against a tough Syracuse team. That could have been a win. Earlier in the season, they had a game against Cal. They fell down early, came back, got within seven, ended up with the, with the ball, failed to score to tie the game. But basically four close games this year where they've lost. Uh, even the game against Miami where they got blown out, I heard people say how, how dominant Miami was that game, and I didn't see it. What I saw was North Carolina make a lot of turnovers and give the ball away and give a lot of yards away to, to Miami in that game, and that cost them. So this is a better-than-their-record team. 
NC State, on the other hand, since their 5-0 start, they've gone 2-3. And And even last week when they won, beating a horrible Louisville team, uh, that was a misleading uh, score. They won 52-10, but they only outgained Louisville by 107 yards. And the Cardinals' offense actually did some damage against the Wolfpack defense, put up over over 450 yards. So, uh, NC State, probably not as good as their record. They they have a really good quarterback, and they have a really good pass game. But uh, some other things I noticed, North Carolina shown they can run the ball on good defensive lines. They put up 215 yards and 5.4 yards per carry against Miami, 235 yards and 6.2 yards per carry versus a Virginia Tech D that hadn't quite been as ravaged as we see the defense for the Hokies now. So that wasn't the poor defense we're seeing now. That was an earlier incarnation for Virginia Tech that was much better. Uh, my big concern for North Carolina is stopping the run. They've al- allowing 220 yards per game, 5.1 yards per carry. Luckily, NC State only averages 128 yards per game and 3.6 yards per carry. And two weeks ago, they were held to just 47 rush yards versus the ACC's worst rush D at Wake Forest versus Wake Forest, and they were at home in that game. Uh, Tar Heels have only allowed nine sacks all year. They protect the quarterback very well. That'll negate the North Carolina State pass rush and expose a uh, a pass D that gave up 400-plus pass yards in back-to-back games earlier this year. So I see North Carolina having an edge here. You mentioned the underdog factor, 13 outright upsets in the last 20 meetings. So... NC uh, North Carolina has a big edge in, in in terms of getting the points here. I'll take the points, and I'm calling for the upset. It's, it's shown in this series it'll happen. I'm calling for the Tar Heels to win this game by uh, maybe a field goal or maybe a little less. But I think they pull it out, and I think that uh, court, their quarterback, Elliott, can make some plays. He has been running hot and cold, had a good stretch in the middle of the season. He'll make some plays here against NC State, and they'll win the game. And I want to remind everybody, those college two-stars in our power sweep uh, over the last five years, 65% winners, 95 and 52. So uh, no, no, don't sleep on these two-stars that we're giving out for you uh, as well on this podcast. All right, Doug, that's going to do it for us uh, for this week's Rivalry Week edition of the Power Sweep Podcast uh, presented by North Coast Sports. I want to, again, remind everybody, uh, jump on board this for this Thanksgiving executive service. Uh just $125, you, not only will you get a five-star college side release this weekend, not only will you get our college totals game of the year, not only will you get our top NFL play that's gone 10-1 and one this year, you'll also get every single play that we release, star-rated play, top opinions, marquees, regular opinions, NFL, college, all the way through Monday night for only $125. I really want to uh, let everybody take advantage of this special. And with all those big plays going on this weekend, you don't want to miss this weekend here at North Coast Sports. Again, all right, everybody. Again, thank you for listening uh, to this week's edition of the Power Sweep Podcast presented by North Coast Sports. For Chris Van Dyne, I'm Antonio Castro. We will talk to you again next week talking about championship week in college football.